A classic MFT. Yeah. I'm sure Justin Bieber probably didn't notice. It's just make or break big industry weekend. That seems to be my impression of like parties <laughs> at Coachella. These are dropping A-listers all over the place here. Slow down. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Our own compound security <laughs> to get in, you know, close stage. Literally sit Come on. You're Tom Hanks. Sam turned to me and did exactly the same thing with his yeah. head and I was like, Ronaldo! <laughs> Hello, listener. Welcome to the MFT podcast. My name is Sam Halliday. I'm joined by fellow indie starlet Kevin Baird. Hello. Kevin became a household name back in February 2011 when he was crowned Heat Magazine's Torso of the Week. Was I? Also joining us is Greg Baby Sweet Houston. As a documentary filmmaker, Greg has a unique talent for finding interest in any subject matter, although this usually involves a trip down to the local bookmaker. Hello, Sam. <laughs> nice to see you. Hello. How are you both doing? Yes, good. Are Thanks. You well? How are you? Yeah, fantastic. The first time I ever heard the expression MFT was on a tour with you guys and uh, I was um, attaching a GoPro camera to Alex's mic stand with uh, gaffer tape and uh, I think your monitor engineer came up to me and said, Greg, that's a bit MFT to be honest. And I kind of looked at him blankly and then he walked off. And I didn't know what he meant. Did where did this originate from? Was it? Did you guys come up with this? It was a long time ago, and I think we were on tour in America. And I think the expression sort of came. You know, we were very, very close with um, the guys who were our, our crew roadies at the time. We were always like having a laugh and, and, and messing around. And I think someone did something and someone said, oh, my goodness, it's like you've never been on tour before. Is this, you know, it's your my, my first tour over here, you know, and then that got abbreviated down to MFT and has <laughs> ended up now being. Myself and another of those guys have it tattooed on us and allegedly, allegedly it has been used in this in the, in the same context. By Dua Lipa. Chart-topping <gasps> Dua Lipa. Wow. Used it on an Instagram story. Wow. Apparently. I, I, by by uh, chance, was it my first tattoo? No. In, no, it was in my first tour. She used it uh, in the context. No, we, was it your we, first tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it wasn't. See, that I MFT'd the, 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 that question. No, sadly not. I've got a lot of other terrible tattoos as well. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah. Can you remember your your MFT, Sam? Yeah. Oh, I don't know First. what it was. I, don't, I feel like um, it started off as silly things and then probably grew into stuff where just if someone was a bit fresh, you know, like someone brings a camera onto her. <laughs> like to the, the negative things where you're like, oh, you're just not jaded <laughs> by traveling. Yeah. You're just there and happy to take some pictures of this lovely city. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I do remember our first gig outside of uh, Ireland or the UK and we went to Paris. We drove there overnight. There's quite a few MFTs in this one. Um, I remember we were very low on cash. <laughs> so we uh, we stopped off in Asda in uh, our hometown of Bangor for the long drive to Paris. And we were like, it'll be great. We'll just buy a load of, you know, 
bread and ham and cheese and we won't need to stop and buy food anywhere. It's too expensive anyway. So what we didn't realize was obviously there's no fridge in the van and uh, the drive was quite long. So by like the second day, you know, we I think were you bank that. Bank that for a second. What okay. happened on the way to Paris, though? That same. So we'd driven all night from, you're, you know, you're talking ferry from Dublin to England and then driving down to get another ferry over to Paris. Driving all day. Finally, we're a few hours outside Paris. Our management have kindly booked us a room somewhere. And we turn up at like 2 a.m. to a hotel and we couldn't get in because we didn't have the credit card needed to, that was booked the room. We didn't have the credit card <laughs> that, that was, was used under. to book the room. Yes. So they wouldn't let us in. And that's, oh, that yeah. was the first time after tea probably there. And uh, so we, thought, we oh, went to Paris. We thought, oh, well, tuck into a nice sandwich. That'll make me feel better. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, on we go. Yeah. And uh, had food poisoning. Classic. MFT. A classic MFT. Yeah. And it, it was sort of a showcase. It was, yeah. It was a, it was a showcase in Paris and I remember LaRue played and we were all sharing a dressing room and there was one toilet and I very had to kind of like no no sorry 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 I need to go in there and vomit um, <laughs> kicked, kicked her out of the toilet basically and the other MFT was we got to Paris and um, we'd used this was before iPhones really and we had a sat nav and like a GPS thing and we got there and we're like, oh, because we'd driven all night and not slept because we didn't go to the hotel. We were like, oh, we're here so early. What should we do? Never been to Paris before. We're like, let's go to the Eiffel Tower. So we parked the van and we were like, sweet. And then I was like, I've got this GPS because we don't know how to get there. There's no Google Maps or anything like that. We're like, oh, we've got this GPS. So I'll, just, I'll just type it in. And we're like, yeah, we can, we can take this and follow the GPS. We start walking. And it's like, it's only like, it says it's only like 20 minutes away. So you just start walking and we're walking and we're walking. And we're walking for like three hours and uh, we get there and I realized I hadn't take the, changed the setting from driving to walking. So oh, it was 20 minutes to drive. Just horrendous. And, it just, and we, we did, hadn't slept all night and then we just walked all day and we were just fucking destroyed. It was so stupid, but it was a classic MFT, like overexcited first time out of the country being like, Wah! this is why we're not in charge anymore. True. And luckily, why now also, we travel in, in a nice tour bus, which leads us quite nicely on, I suppose, to the, the topic of this week's conversation. We thought we would give an insight into the tour bus. Before you were in a band, were you ever on a tour bus? Did you ever, uh, you know, hang out? You see a bus outside a venue, you go and hang out, try and meet the band. Did anyone ever invite you onto the bus or anything like that? <laughs> um, no, I think I remember the first like tour we ever did and we supported another band called Igloo and Hartley. They'd come over from America. They'd had a, a big song that was sort of kicking off. And I remember at the Belfast show, they had what we probably thought was a tour bus. It was just a big van. Okay. Um, and I remember it was a classic. I had, we had the keys for our car van on like a lanyard and, and uh, Alex or Sam was like, oh, okay, I've chucked me the keys. 
And I was like, yep. And I threw them the keys and then I just threw it on top of Igloo and Hartley's tour bus. Oh my God. <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> so you're on the roof of a tour bus So I've been on the roof one? of a tour bus before we've been in one. And it wasn't a tour bus. It was just a bigger van than ours. What about you, Sam? No, never. Never been on a tour bus until we supported Phoenix. And we were driving around in our van, chasing them across America. Uh, while they were sleeping overnight, we were driving state to state. Um, and they led us on for a wee look around one day. You had beds, and... did you? <laughs> no. So you were like we driving across in a, in a splitter van? Yeah. Oh. It wasn't even a splitter. Oh, no, it was a splitter van. Yeah. It was, it had a few captain's sort of chairs in the back, I remember, which we thought was very plush. Um, well, I remember yeah, there was only just... four captain's chairs, Sam, and it was always yeah, a bit of a scramble. Back row bench. Hi, what is a captain's chair? Oh, yeah, it's just like a le- like a leather recliner. But okay, you know, imagine that in the back of a van. They're not. <laughs> yeah, so we would just <laughs> we would just drive after the show for like three or four hours sleep, uh, probably in like a one of those motel sixes or insert other sort of stereotypical thing you've seen from a movie. America's who's travel. It, who's in the van at this point? Is Ben there drumming at this point? Like he's playing with a drummer, obviously. He was drumming for us and Phoenix at the time. Oh wow! Strangely, their wow. real drummer was having a having a baby, so he got asked to play with them, and he got to go on the tour bus. So, uh, <laughs> so we were, we were bloody we stuck were in the van. Although I do remember being in the van and being like, "Oh my god, it's got fucking plugs!" Oh yeah, plug. of course. <laughs> Our experience of, you know, being in a van around Europe was not like that. And uh, this thing just was pure luxury. This van, I think it might have had Wi-Fi as well. But how how long was uh, tourist history out at this point? They just come out within maybe the space of a month or so, I would say. I can remember we supported Phoenix in Europe first and then we went to America with them. And it was Did kind, we? yeah. This was, this was also during that ash cloud in 2010. So that's probably oh, yeah. a good marker of time because we were we ended up being late for the tour by like a week or something. We missed yeah. out a few shows because of it. Um, So I think it was one of those moments where, do you know when something sort of bad is happening and go, it's all going wrong and you sort of all pull together and you finally make it and it just, you're just so excited to then be there so much more than if everything had have gone smoothly. And you oh, remember yeah. it way better for that. Mm. Uh, so as we go to that, and I think that probably helped us uh, endure the long roads. Well, of course, you're supporting, just... you're supporting Phoenix, you know? Like, that just must be a pure excitement debut record. Just don't do anything. I know. We'd never really done, like, a proper support tour before that. Like, of, like, a big band, you know? No. I think especially no. in America and then the... Yeah, having to keep up with them. The whole idea being that, you know, they've gone, they're going on a tour bus and they've got, they've got some guy who they'll pay money and he will drive for eight, nine, ten, twelve, as many as you want if, you got, if you're willing to pay him, hours in a row. You know, he'll just gun it, stop for gas and that's it. Um, whereas obviously us in a little van couldn't really do that. Um, 
the, I mean, the other stitch up was that we only paid two people to be on the insurance. So <laughs> they had to do all the driving. Um, so, so what have yeah. you got? You've got uh, you two and Alex. Uh, who else is in the van? Uh, the sound guy. Uh, we strangely brought a monitor guy because <laughs> he'd been with us since forever. Sturdy. And uh, Adam was the, the tour manager and uh, guitar tech and general, general, general sort of jobs guy. So uh, Adam's driving this thing, is he? No, he couldn't drive. <laughs> so <laughs> it was the two sound guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they were Bet sound you guys. She said, oh, no, I can't drive. Yeah. No license. Sorry, lads. That was the classic <laughs> Sam technique when we were kids. You know, he, Sam didn't get his driving license until he was a lot older. So I had to drive his ass around all the time. I am. Um... <laughs> remember waiting around after an Idlewild show. Uh, it, was, it was like a Tenants Vital gig and the tour bus was there and um, me and my mate, uh, Stephen Dara, who was wearing an Idlewild t-shirt he had just bought, went up and uh, Roddy Wimble was there. And we went up and I was like, oh, how's it, go- how's it going? And... Uh, he was very nice and like, it's great. Stephen said, oh man, that was an amazing show. Roddy said, thank you very much. There was a silence of about probably three seconds that felt like it could have been an hour. And Stephen then said again, oh man, that was an amazing show. I asked for a photograph and then we got the hell out of there. Absolutely dire. Yeah. Hilariously, we, we also have a we story have a very about similar him. story, I guess. Yeah, with with Roddy Wimble, <laughs> and right by his, by his tour bus, and this was at um, wasn't that at uh, Mandela Hall in Belfast? Yeah, we had been, we did. It was early on, and we were sort of, we did we did a like a a, a session for student union radio in the afternoon, and we had tickets to go see Idlewild that night in the same, in the venue. So we were allowed to park our car in the sort of bus parking where all the people were. We had a parking pass. So we were allowed to be there, even though it was a private car park at the back and no fans were allowed. So we hummed and had for so long with our demo CD being like, do we give it? And then we're like, no, no, it's so embarrassing. Like, oh, do we give it? Do we give it? And then we just went and had a really awkward chat. I remember because we got separated on the way out from the gig. So we had to exit via the back, like like everybody else. And I remember you, and we were with Alex as well. I remember, Kev, you and Alex ended up at the car bef- way before me. And you guys were texting me being like, you need to get here now. Like, we're out the back <laughs> talking to uh, Roddy Wimble. And I then coolly ran <laughs> like my life depends on it around the back. Hey, hey, Roddy, <laughs> hey, Roddy. <laughs> but well, yeah, no, uh, no tour on no, the tour no bus. Invites. No yeah, invites. No invites on the tour bus. So close, so close, close, but so far. So when, when then you records? When when do you when does a band get its first tour bus? When does the splitter van become the bus with beds? Because that that is is that main difference. Tourbus is like a big caravan. I would say it's less, not as nice as a caravan. I'd say you'd probably have a similar kitchen to a caravan. You'd have a similar toilet to a caravan. 
um, you wouldn't have a shower or anything like that. Um, and the beds are like little coffins. Um, you maybe three, four feet high um, is your headroom. So you have to be prone whilst in bed. Um, but yeah, I would say that's the main difference. And, and like you, you pay a driver, the dra- some guy drives for you. And, you know, you can just chill out, watch a movie or, you know, there's like a entertainment lounge or there might be like a PlayStation or a TV or whatever. And then some guy drives while you sleep or do whatever, you, know, want. Do whatever you want. So, yeah, I'd say, so, yeah, I'd say that's probably the, that's what, that, that's what a tour bus is. is. Who, I don't know many rules about it, but obviously there's like the classic rule. You're not meant to poo on the bus. Does somebody sit you down and tell you the rules or how are you meant to know these rules? Uh, is it you learn what you don't do by doing it? I would say 100% on every single tour bus in the world is some sort of tongue-in-cheek jokey little sign in the toilet of a tour bus. Every single tour bus. Like, you know basically kind of get boys to sit down and pee so they don't pee everywhere and have uh, you ever sat down to do a pee on a tour bus no i'm i'm a real man i refuse i'll piss Greg, all over the floor like a, yeah. you, you I, seem like you would follow the rules if you were invited on I a would bus sit would you down. Something I, I'm, like that? I'm a modern man i would i would sit down <laughs> Take no a load problem off. <laughs> uh, good to know uh, but yes who who so you go into the toilet you see the sign that says no poos here or what's the, who tells you the rules i uh, sometimes if, if a tour bus driver knows it's your first go he will generally you by down. your amount of excitement of everyone screaming when they come on in the first the first time <laughs> yeah switching on the playstation 2 straight away <laughs> um yeah so he'll set you down run you through the rules dish you out maybe a key or a code to get onto the bus um tell you how to open the bays where you keep your luggage and all that sort of stuff. Tell you never to boil the kettle and turn the toaster on at the same time or else the whole bus will explode. Wow, is Those that, is that true? Is that, a, is that a, does the bus fall, it that, fails if you do that? I think that might Generally be what's called power a, trips. a roadie rumour. Wow. Oh yeah. Um, um, so yeah, he, he'll generally do that and then I guess he'll leave you to it as much as depending on how good a driver they are. Well, that's it. I mean, when when they're laying the rules down, is there like, are they matey or are they disciplinarians? Are they all differ, different approaches? I'd say in the early days on the cheaper buses, they were more a bit ropey or disciplinarians. Uh, I think you have to be a certain type of character to be a bus driver. Um, And... Yeah, I think the wild card is always, you know, you've been on a bus, you kind of know what you're doing someone's friend or girlfriend comes on or someone from your management or record label is going to hitch a ride overnight and there's always the fear of like is anyone going to tell them you know don't do a poo in the toilet and it's happened before where no one has told them or they've just decided to do it anyway and uh, they've uh, they've done it and it is honestly the worst thing ever it smells so bad Anyway, that's the, well that their mft isn't it ding ding <laughs> <laughs> uh, well you guys i think whenever i was uh 
going around for a week or something had two drivers, I think. Oh, yeah. the double driver. Yeah, that's uh, very much like a, a UK and Europe thing where, where the driver's hours are quite strict. So you're only allowed to drive maybe eight hours a day or something. So obviously if you've got two shows the day after each other pretty far apart, you need to get there still. So uh, you maybe fly out a, a double driver or, or if you have sort of a run of these sort of drives ahead of you, uh, you, yeah, you'll have an extra driver for a few days and they will take it in turns and uh, you have to have a free bunk because one of them will come and sleep upstairs with the band. It always, um, it, it leads to some horrendous scenarios where we've had before, like <laughs> you remember pulling up at like a festival and I think it was Rock and Sand in Paris. It was really hot and I'm coming back and seeing this driver who was like a bigger dude, you know, in his shorts like sunbathing with his top off and uh, you know it was really hot it was obviously very sweaty and then didn't think anything of it and then maybe the next day you know there was a bit of a sort of a, a bumping into each other between him and one of our crew guys <laughs> getting into the bunk and it turned out they'd both been sleeping in the same bunk just oh at different God. times oh and they didn't God. know and you know he the driver took it a lot better than our than our crew guy and he instantly made a joke like oh I haven't showered for days which that's is not so, the joke he made well it's not the joke he made but like um, he was insinuating he'd got up to other business in that bunk didn't yeah. he I want that which is an unwritten rule of the tour bus no, no funny business um, no self love oh my god uh, so that was funny I've, uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I the whole second driver thing is is weird and dominated by I found out the day uh, the tachometer. They always talk about like, oh yeah, lads, uh, we got to park up here at this, you know, awful, you know, car park on the edge of a motorway for six hours because of my my taco is going to run out. I never knew what that meant. They're always talking about a taco with this like this little wheel that spins in the driver that says, oh yeah, once you start the engine, it it goes and then. It's like a fail safe. You can't drive for longer than is legally allowed. Find wow. out that that's just short for tachometer. Wow. Oh, there you go. There you go. Do these... Um, yeah, so we've been in those scenarios where someone is running out of driver's hours and you're still hours away from the venue. Like traffic jams. Uh, that's always an awkward one. Yeah. Screwed. So does somebody so, go to the guy with a envelope or what happens then? In America, <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, they have yeah. they have the law about you know how many hours you can drive, but it's very much like a kind of just give him a load of cash and he'll do it. <laughs> most I would say most bands do that. You know, most people do that because wow. you might need to get there in twelve hours. Um, like everyone does it, but we kind of because you get, it's cheaper than you know obviously canceling a gig or like. You know, taking a day off where there's no gigs or there's no money coming in or whatever, or flying out a second driver as an extra flight, extra wage, all that. So loads of people do it. So you might, it might be they can drive for eight hours and then need 12 hours off, but drive might be 12 hours and you just go, here's an extra two. I think it's a time and a half, basically, something like that. That's a real Northern Irish taxi sort of lingo. Oh, yeah. time and a half, Boxing Day. <laughs> um, but um, yeah and they use Bungham Cash and he'll just pound the energy drinks Jesus does this happen in Europe or is it just America no. or doesn't Europe, happen no in... Europe they've got those wee taco things that he's talking about so oh of course more, of course yeah more strict 
I'm just going to paint a portrait here. I have this picture in my head about a driver who was with you guys. And uh, I, it was some, again, European date thing. And there was, there was a, I think there was a tag team. And because um, sometimes I would have gone in to like put a camera on the front of the bus or whatever. So I'd, I've gone into this guy's domain. But I'll just always remember that it was like the day before this guy was leaving. And I think someone had gone in, whether it was the tour manager or whoever. And the driver had uh, un- basically disclosed to him that he was having marital problems and was actually in a really bad place. And um, I think it was well, that your lovely tour manager, I think it was the Scottish guy. Peter. Peter. I'm pretty sure it was Peter. Uh, yeah, the driver was disclosing about these marital problems. And then the next day, I'll just remember this driver shouting, like I was up early, no one else was up, and shouting, see you later, ladies, because uh, he was away. And I don't, I, it's, there's no point to this. Right? It's just this portrait of this guy shouting, see you later, ladies. He made his joke. Nobody heard it. And it was all smiles and banter, but behind the scenes there was like, it was bleak and it's just stayed with me. So when we talk about drivers, that's who I'm thinking about. Yeah, a lonely man. There's a a famous story of a a friend of ours uh, who uh, they walked in on a driver, went back on. So sometimes like if you have a day off, the bus will drive to a hotel you'll get off and you'll stay in the hotel for a night and the bus will go, you know, park up at the venue for the gig that's happening the next day. And uh, someone must have forgotten something. Tour bus. When the driver sleeps on the tour bus. Um, and so he, he took a cab or walked over to the tour bus and got on and obviously the driver wasn't expecting anyone. And was uh, he was on a sort of a live chat with a, like a porn live chat. Oh my God, come on. <laughs> it was a very famous uh, line. Don't just look at it, touch it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is this in in the communal area? Yeah. Oh my God. That's awful. Yeah, but we had, you you do meet some real characters. Listen, drivers have needs as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, I just, sometimes sometimes you get along with them really well and it's good crack and then sometimes you don't. Like we met at one, in America, we had this sort of really sort of, no took no shit Dubliner who just moved to America like 30 years ago and was a bus driver and he was great um, especially because those kind of guys take no shit from anyone else but they have to be nice to you so <laughs> so they're really nice to us they're like your henchmen yeah, oh yeah one time we had a double driver turn up do you remember this Kevin I think it was somewhere in the southern states of America he turned up for this like 12 hour drive <laughs> in the most elaborate suit Oh, like a three-piece suit and bow tie, wasn't it? A three-piece suit and oh, bow tie. come on. He drove the whole way in this suit and we were like, oh, you, you, you go, going somewhere when you get to, I don't know, New Orleans or whatever? He's like, yes, boys, I got myself a date in New Orleans. <laughs> 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 we woke up the next day, still wearing this three-piece suit and he's off, off for his date. What a lad. Like, uh, yeah. Love we had that. one guy who was like, we were, we were driving in somewhere and he's like, Oh yeah, lads. Are you going out to you going you going for drinks tonight? And we we're like, yeah, yeah. And he was actually one we kind of got on with. We we're like, yeah, we're going to be at this place. You know, come join us. He was like, yeah, I just got to go down to the DMV and you know renew my license. Like, no problem. 
Never saw him again. <laughs> Never came back. What? He just disappeared? disappeared. Disappeared. The next day, there was just a new guy there. Oh my God. We're like, what happened to what happened to Mick? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I just drive. We're like, okay. <laughs> He's just gone. What other rules are there on a bus? I know there's that rule. I think the first time I was on a bus, I slept the wrong way. And there's like a rule you got to sleep one way so you don't break your neck or something. Is that right? Is yes. it one of those sort of airplane myths where they, so they say, you know, they put your head down so you, you die instantly if there's a crash? No, it's you, your feet are to, or your, yeah, your feet are towards the front of the bus. Does that make sense? Your head is towards mm. the back. So that if they slam the brakes on, you lunge forward a bit, yeah. your feet touch the bottom rather than your head. And that yeah. generally happens, just like in general driving and braking, you kind of move towards the bottom a little bit sometimes. Yes, this is where the reality of a tour bus being glamorous is actually not very glamorous because the main reason you have one is to get a night's sleep, but you are just, as Kevin said, in a, in a coffin effectively, uh, a moving coffin at that, going over bumpy highways and motorways and probably with two other lads within a metre of you, of you sleeping as well. You know what? And saying all that, you call it a coffin. I, I did do a, a, um, a tour and it was in America and it was on a, on a bus. I'm not saying who it was or what it was, but I was jet lagged and I wasn't particularly enjoying it. And I, I like I remember just absolutely loving climbing into the coffin at night and pulling so the little, just pulling the little curtain closed and thinking nobody can get me now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's this very veiled sense of privacy, the little curtain. Yes. The only <laughs> moment of the night, of, of the day, whole day you have to yourself when you're on tour with 20 other guys, you know, yeah. you pull your curtain. I remember at pa last. Paul McCartney saying, like in the Beatles days, obviously there's so much press, media, everything. And he said, legitimately, the only time he would have to himself is when he went to the toilet. Damn. You know? Do you have, do you do you have set seats in the communal area or is it just you get in wherever you want? And how do you pick a bunk, actually? How do you pick your bed? I think initially the, the bed picking was a bit of a free-for-all, but after a few tours, you know, everyone finds their um, desired plot and uh, you sort of stick to it, I suppose. We, we generally, when we're in America, all have the same bunks. And yep. What are they? You know, either you maybe like a top or a middle... So in the UK, you have top, middle, and bottom as a, you know, three heights. No. More than no? No, that's America. UK's just is two, it? isn't it? Oh, flip. Yeah, UK, UK and Europe's just two. America's three. So you, you, you either like a top or a bottom, really. Isn't that sort of the way it is? Yeah. What does, Sam, what does Sam Halliday want? I like to crawl into a little bottom hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 nice after nice. a hard bottom. day the bottom bun uh -huh. you like a bottom Kevin oh I'm uh -huh. a top uh, no not a top top either a middle or a bottom I'd say I don't really care generally I'm on top of Sam actually um, <laughs> but uh, my general rule is as far away from a door as possible because people just slam the bloody door um, or don't close it, and then obviously if you're driving, it slams. <laughs> Whenever, uh, I think we were saying the other day, 
I remember like Blink One Eight Two. I think when they were at that festival, you boys were at. They had, I think they had a bus each between the three of them. The whole uh, your own bus idea is that like one of the lounges is converted into a double bed. It's like a suite. Wow. And um, oh, did yeah. you stay in a suite once on a bus, Sam? Or is that yes, did you did a... you fall on your sword and give it up? Uh, I think we took it in turns. Uh. We had it for like a weekend at a festival. This bus that was like designed for you know your Britney Spears or whoever. And yeah, one of the little like living room setups has just turned into a bedroom effectively. That was pretty nice. Could definitely see the, see the appeal in that. If you were to have your own uh, bus. Is that but the yeah, nicest thing you've seen on a bus? Or what's the ultimate? Um, yeah, I think the ultimate is that. It's a, it's a double bed bedroom and like a shower and stuff. American but... slide out. Oh, a slide yeah. out. Yeah, that's a good. What is a slide out? Okay, so you get on the bus and you think, okay, you know how wide a bus is. You can see it, okay? So when you get on the bus, when you first walk in in America, there's like a lounge. So, you know, either side of the bus, there's like some sofas and there might be TVs on the wall, a little kitchen or whatever. And then once you're parked up on one side, it slides out like, so the maybe a meter, two meters. Um, yeah, like into the footpath. In, yeah, out the side. So it gets, wow. the front of the bus gets like two meters wider and just, they just hit this button and go, and it's mad. And the, and the line suddenly becomes massive. Oh, love that. Yeah, that is actually pretty pleasant. Yeah. Especially in America, the buses, you can stand up in them because they're only single decker. So yeah, you can stand up full height and you've also got like a pretty spacious lounge. So that's quite an, 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 a nice place to be, I suppose. You know, and or dr- chat roulette or whatever. Is there, are there quite, um, I uh, remember traveling with you guys from, it must have been London, to Dublin on the tour bus. Is <laughs> that when you uh, brought your swimming card, as I did? Yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> the night before leaving, for some reason, my brother-in-law wanted to see my passport. Um, I don't know why. He saw it, then I said, I'm away to bed. And he was leaving that morning and he traveled up to Glasgow and he took my passport with him. (laughs) Uh, And an absolute nightmare because I was going with you guys to Dublin. And so I brought my, yeah, swimming membership card from the local pool. (laughs) Genuinely didn't think you were being serious when you pulled that out. But... That is an MFT there, not bringing your passport. That's a classic MFT, not bringing your passport. Absolute nightmare. So I just remember yeah. getting on and hoping for the best and got on. And I remember being in my bunk and I heard when we were on the boat or whatever. And um, I kept expecting to be asked to show ID or something and it never happened. So it's yeah, kind of like a stowaway. You've never had, you've never been on the bus and then suddenly realized, hang on a minute. We have, we got to, um... Where was that? Galway recently, last summer. And uh, uh, two teenage stowaways had uh, hidden themselves under the truck. No way. You, yep. That is wild. And how, how did you, um, how did you find them? We weren't there, um, but the 
I think they pulled up and I guess the vibe was that they're not exactly wanting to just sort of, you know, run off. Um, they sort of came out of the truck and were like, hello, <laughs> we're we here. Like, uh, claim asylum? Is that what it claim is? Claim asylum, or? I think. Um, yeah. And yeah, but of all the places, I'm, you know, as uh, what we could gather and what we saw was, you know, the local authorities were incredibly um, empathetic and, and kind to them. And um, as far as we're aware, you know, have they've been treated well. Um, but yeah, just crazy, you know. That like, is so sad. Like, was this that they were hiding under the bus or where, where, where were yeah, they? Spare tire spare... compartment on the truck, I think it was, right? Yeah, yeah. They've been in this is like height of summer as well. You know, he's thinking of yeah. getting on the ferry in, in France in the height of summer and sitting, yeah, who, who knows how small a little compartment is and you're there for maybe 20 hours or something. Yeah. Nuts. That is wild, isn't it? Yep. Imagine if they just settle there and then they're in Galway yeah. now for generations. It's nuts. It's beautiful. Sad and beautiful. Yeah. Yes. The one thing about the tour bus, so everyone sees the tour bus outside a venue, you know, everyone knows where it is. Like you say, whenever you met Idlewild and all you can, it's kind of the the red flag as like where the band are going to be at some point. So inevitably people hang out there and there's something always just so just breaks the illusion of any sort of excitement about being in a band whenever you after the gig, you've had your shower, you're walking back to the bus in maybe like shorts and a t-shirt, carrying your suitcase and your, I don't know, you know, your toilet bag and you're just going to bed and there's people there expecting some sort of rock and roll persona to walk out and, and then ask you for a picture and you're just like, oh, hang on, let me just put my suitcase away. <laughs> so, so mundane <laughs> I think so many dreams have been shattered there seeing me come out in my flip flops and holding a toothbrush yeah I wonder how many selfies have been taken with you and you're holding your little toiletries bag yeah so the politest thing you can do on a tour bus is, is bring as little on board as possible you know it's kind of like you need to be like as prepared as you are getting on an airplane and putting everything you don't need in the overhead compartment straight away. There's nothing worse than somebody bringing on like six bits of luggage into the actual living space of a tour bus. So it re- it re- <laughs> it reveals the true character of a person. <laughs> the tour Absolutely. bus, yeah. In that first instance, when somebody steps on a tour bus and drops their rucksack on a ba- on a seat, and they defecate. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. gotta go. You gotta go. Though sometimes, eh? Well, that is the, the so trick. is there is there an sorry to bring it back to this, but is there an exception to the rule? There's a fail safe. Never, no. But you just have to be creative. So either Hang you on. do the grown up thing and you're 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 you stu- the- you're you've you've played a big show in Birmingham or Bradford, wherever is the number one place <laughs> for a curry on a UK tour. Uh huh. Wake up and enjoyed a few light cans of lager. <laughs> Your stomach's churning, but what, you can't go? Well, I guess the grown-up thing to do is probably 
go and speak to the driver and say, excuse me, sir, can you please pull over at the nearest restaurant? Um, but I think if you're really panicking, you don't think like that in the moment. You think, I just have to go right now. And I mean, I've done it. I don't know about you, Kev, but... I have to say, I'm very proud that I have never done it, actually. I did it I in just Newcastle. <laughs> I don't know that happened. Deal with it tomorrow. Uh, in Newcastle, I, I, pretty much what you're describing, Greg, um, just had to go there and then. <laughs> the bus hadn't started moving yet, but it was the bars were closed, the venue was closed, nothing around. Um, just had to get a bin bag out of the kitchen and line the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> Have you and thought then, uh, you in your pajamas shattered the illusion of being on tour? Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell. Yeah, somebody waiting outside the tour bus and I just sling a bag of shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll be one second for a photo, yeah. <laughs> oh, you throw it out, it hits yeah. the fan. Oh, they've changed. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <sighs> wow. That's well. Mm. I like the idea of someone trying to get away with it, but you know, uh, trying to it can be noisy sometimes. It can be a bit windy, and sitting there panicking <laughs> that they're going to blow the cover. <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear! All right, I think we've probably uh, talked enough about uh, tour buses and uh, our MFT moments with those. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Gents, you have stood freely, proudly, naked in front of us all. Thank you for letting us peek behind the curtain and revealing what lies beneath the sheath. I hope we can do this again. <laughs> I hope so too. Bit robotic. Yeah, it was quite serious. Bit robotic, wasn't but it? Stern, yes, I like that, you know. It that was a bit good. of discipline. Yeah. Bye. Bye.